the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Any appliance you use requires power, a source for that power. As Christians, we need the same thing. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Today, Napoleon takes us to the book of John, chapter 15. We'll take a look at the first five verses where we see that as believers in Christ, we are afforded a power to live, do, and be things that normally we couldn't do. We invite you to spend time with us today as we are encouraged to look at the source of our strength and our encouragement. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, once again, here's Pastor Napoleon. You are never without power. If you are walking with God, doing the things that we're going to talk about here today, you have everything that you need to accomplish God's purpose for your life. And so we have to get this out of our mind that I'm I'm lacking in, certain, in a certain way in terms of accomplishing God's task, okay? Now, where you're at right now in this season may not necessarily be where you want to be, but you have to keep in mind that God has not left you without power to get where he wants you to be. Not where, where you want to be, but where he wants you to be. And ultimately, he is our source, He's our sustainer. He's the one that makes ways for us. He keeps us. He upholds us. He carries us. He moves us. He propels us. He keeps the machine rolling as if we continue to stay connected with him. And so we have to see that in our mind and just erase it out of our mind that I don't have what it takes. Yeah, you do. He is your limitless supply. He will sustain you. And we have to keep that in mind as we're walking with him. But the problem is, oftentimes through life circumstance, through our decision making, we disconnect ourselves from the source. And Jesus here in John chapter 15, verse 1 to 5, he addresses this. So let's read it down. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. He says, neither can you unless you abide in me. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. Then he says this, for without me, 
you can do nothing. For without me, you can do nothing. And so when you look at this here, he says, I am the vine and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he said he takes away. So the goal here is for us to bear fruit in our lives. God wants us to be fruitful. There's three areas that I want to highlight. Number one, from a character standpoint, God wants you to be fruitful. Okay, Jesus did not die for you, be buried for you, and then raised from the grave for us to go on living the same way we lived before we knew him, after we've accepted Christ. So God's goal is for all of us in this room to become more like him. He shares his moral attributes with us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. All these things he shares with us. And they are character qualities that come from God, his moral attributes, that he says, I'm going to give you these so that you can represent me in the earth. God starts to forge this within us. He starts to work on us from the inside out. He wants us to be fruitful from the inside out. He doesn't want us just to fake it. He wants it to be a part of our character. That's why the nature of Christ is in us. That's why the Holy Spirit is flowing in us. That's why the Holy Spirit is always working on us, because he's trying to make us more like our Father. And so he shares his moral attributes with us. So we want to be fruitful in this area. If you start to walk with Christ, people should start to see a difference from you and in you from the inside out. Man, you have so much love. Where do you get this joy from? Man, everybody's flipping out and you got peace. Man, how'd you get so patient like that? You got some kindness on you. Where'd you get that kindness from? Man, you got some self-control. I would have lost it if that would have happened to me. So God begins to share this with us, and people start to see us in this light now. You have changed. You are not the same. You are walking differently. It seems like something happened to you. It doesn't mean that you become a wimp. It doesn't mean that you become somebody that's just a pushover. But people start seeing something in your character that's beautiful and is different. And they start to wonder, how can I get that in my life? And so this is part of what God is doing in developing our character. And he wants us to be fruitful in this area from the inside out. Number two, the Lord wants us to be fruitful as it pertains to the works of our hands. And so when I'm out in the community, when you're out in the community, when you're doing your job, when you're, God wants you to prosper in life, to be blessed To go out and when you start to put your hands on something, good things happen when you get your hands on it. God doesn't want anything. God doesn't want every time you put your hands on something, it just breaks down. Oh, he tore up something else. Can I have an amen, y'all? And what happens is he doesn't want us to be individuals that are fruitless. He wants you to prosper on your job. But if you're going to prosper on your job, the fruit of the Spirit of God, the character qualities as he's forged in you, are going to help you to prosper on the job. He opens a door for you, and then we go in there and start acting a fool. Is that God's fault that we're not prospering? No, it's that we're not allowing him to forge fruitfulness as it pertains to our character. God is going to open doors for all of us. 
He's going to open big doors. He's going to open small doors. He's going to open doors to strategically place us in positions so that we can receive authority. And that way we can continue to promote his kingdom wherever we go. He's going to continue to bless us. He blesses us. And then what happens for us, we should start having an expectation. Where is your faith around God blessing you and prospering you in life? Man, I'm not going to be broke the rest of my life. I want everything that I touch that God to breathe on it and make it to come alive. And I'm not just talking about in terms of monetary things. But what about your marriage? What about your relationship with your kids? What about your relationships with your family? What about the relationships in church? What about, the, what about how your house looks? What about how you're taking care of your stuff? And, and all these things God is looking, he wants us to be fruitful. You look up and say, man, that guy's blessed. Every time he, they do something, every time she does something, it just gets blessed. They put her over here. She's just a blessing over there. They put her over there. She's just getting blessed over there. And you see this start to happen in our lives. God wants us to be fruitful. Stop thinking that God wants everybody in this room to take a poverty vow. He told the rich young ruler to sell everything and to give it to the poor. He wasn't talking to you. Now, he may say that to you. If that's a problem that you have in your life that he wants to address. But what I'm saying is, is that for every person, we have to see it in our mind that God wants me to be blessed. And then start asking myself, man, why am I always, why am I always? I don't have nothing. What's going on with my connection what's wrong with my connection now there's going to be times when you have lean years everybody got lean years you're going to go through some dips and there's going to be some seasons in your life but if for the last 20 years you you everything you touch is breaking down we got to get connected to the source can i have an amen so god wants us to be fruitful in this area of our life now the other aspect of fruitfulness that we i want to address here as we go on is is how are you reproducing yourself in other people? As a Christian, the goal is for you to be fruitful and multiply. Meaning, I should be out doing the best that I can to take the Christ that is in me and to share him with other people so that they can prosper the way that God's prospering in my life. And if you were look around and we don't find ourselves ministering to other people, sowing seeds, and I've talk, been talking about this the last couple of weeks, sowing seeds and pouring into people's lives and trying to find a way in which I can, I can be fruitful in this area of my life and see, and see God move in somebody else's life, then we have to stop and say, man, am I really connected to the source? But if my whole Christian experience is just about how God is blessing me, how God is working on me, and how God's trying to deal with me, and how God is me, 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 I. If that's our whole Christian experience, then I, can't, I, I don't see any scriptures that, that really confirm that this is the Christian life. If this is the way that you're living it. I don't see that. I see when a person is connected to the source... The source wants us to be fruitful and multiply and see people come to know him. How many people are you ministering to outside of your family? 
How many people are you looking at and say, man, I'm, Lord, I'm, I'm going to wait for the right time. I'm praying for this person right now to get saved. I want to see this person come to know Christ. As a matter of fact, and when they do come to know Christ, then I'm going to spend some time discipling them, talking to them about Jesus, helping them go in the right direction, pouring my life into them. And it doesn't mean that I got to preach to them all the time. But sometimes I just need to bring them close so they can see what it looks like to do things differently than the way that they have done them in the times past. And sometimes people see hope in your life. They haven't seen anything but, but disarray and, and chaos. And then they come and see you with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, good, all these things. And they see God blessing the words of your hand. And then they say, man, they see hope in you. Man, if God can do that for them, then he can do it for me. If he can change their heart, then he can change mine. But we have to start getting more evangelistic with our lifestyle. Evangelism isn't just going and knocking on people's doors or standing out somewhere and saying, Jesus saves. You know, I'm talking about like Jesus did. Hey, follow me. I'm going to show you about Jesus. You mind if I come to your house and spend some time with you, man, and just let's just let's go to lunch, man, and just hang out a little while. We have to start getting out of ourselves. The world is in chaos. The world, all kinds of crazy stuff's going on all over the planet. And people are looking for an answer. And we just in church shouting, but we got to get out and be fruitful in these streets. Can I have an amen, y'all? And start sharing our faith. We have the greatest message that has ever been preached or heralded on this planet. We have the greatest, man, we got the greatest. It's a shame. We'll tell people about our favorite food. We'll tell them about our favorite team. We'll tell them about our favorite shoes. We'll tell them about our favorite outfit. We'll tell them about all kinds of stuff that in the end of the day has no eternal value. And then when we, we, we then God says, well, go tell them about me. Well, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the perfect, perfect moment. But you didn't wait when you told them about that cheesecake you ate last night. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, you got to get free. You got to get free. We got to get free to share your faith and talk about the Lord. Be open about where you stand and who you love. And then what happens is we start becoming fruitful in this area. And you look up and you see people giving their life to Christ. And you say, man, Lord, you're using my life to be a blessing to others. Well, God wants us to be fruitful. But then he says this, and this is important. He says in verse, in verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. How can we say that we are connected to the source, but we're not fruitful in these areas? And anybody that deals with, you know, with trees and planting and fruit and all these things understands if the tree is not bearing, if a branch isn't bearing fruit, then you have to take it away. You have to do something because it begins to take away from the rest of the tree. And for us, it's the same thing. When we're walking with Christ, realize, saints, that he saved you for a purpose, and he doesn't want you just to be there. He wants you to be fruitful. He said every branch that does not bear fruit, he says he takes away. Look what he says here. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And I think this is one of the confusing 
aspects of walking with the Lord sometimes. You can be in a position where you're doing everything right, where you've been faithful, you love God. God is, you know, is blessing you. You're, you're revealing and showing forth the fruit of God's spirit in your life. His moral attributes are flowing in your life. And it seems as though God is using you to be a blessing to people. And then all of a sudden, God starts cutting on you. And you look up and you say, what, what, what did I do wrong? I love God. I've been faithful. What did I do? Did I do something wrong? And this is when all of us in this room have to stop and always consider this. God always has my best interest in mind. God can always be trusted. God is always faithful. God is wise. God knows exactly what I need. I don't call into question God's character. I remind myself of that which I know about God. And so there's going to be times when you're doing things right and God sees you're being fruitful, but then he starts trimming back on your life. It's in these moments and we can't get confused. We have to understand that sometimes God is pulling you back that he might thrust you forward. And it's in that pulling back motion that we can't get confused. God's getting ready to launch us to another level if we're willing to go through the process. Can I have an amen in this room today? If we're willing to go through the process, God will pull us back and then he will shoot us forward. But we can't get confused when God starts cutting on us or pruning us. His motivation is, I want to see some more fruit. His motivation is, I like what I see. I want to see more of this. The problem that we've had in the church is, is that we always associate pain with problems or God's disapproval. You can't always think because you're going through a tough time that God disapproves of you, that he's mad at you, that he hates you. Now, if you're doing something wrong, you got to address it. But I'm talking about people that you're doing right, but what's going on here? You have to stop and say, well, maybe God's pruning me. He wants some more of this. I'm not confused. Devil, I'm not listening to you. Friends, I'm not listening to you. Job's friends thought they had cornered the market on hearing from God. So when Job starts going through, well, you must have did this, you must have did this, you must have did that. God knows how to prune you. And sometimes you go through moments and seasons in your life where you're getting pruned and it doesn't make much sense to you but God's got a perfect plan and then when God turns around and blesses you a hundredfold for for everything and then blows you up and it takes you to a whole nother level then you look back and you say oh my goodness look what God did the pruning process made me better the pruning process prepared me the pruning process dealt with some stuff in me and caused me to go to even another level Well, when we're going through that process, saints, realize that you can trust God through that. He always has his best, your best interest in mind, and he's looking out for you. He sees something that he likes, and he wants to see more of it. So the cutting away isn't a bad thing. It's a necessary thing so that he can thrust you forward. Can I have an amen, y'all? 
He says here, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. He says, abide in me. Somebody say, abide in me. This word here means to remain. It means to dwell. It means to live. This Greek word, it means to rest. You know, sometimes when we're walking with Christ, we can get restless. We get fidgety. We get a little antsy and anxious. And instead of just abiding, dwelling, living, resting in God. As we do this in our relationship with God, it makes him feel more comfortable. And then it makes the transition to the next level easier. Nothing worse than walking with God and you're fighting with him every day. Our relationship becomes uncomfortable. It becomes uncomfortable for us, but it becomes uncomfortable for him. We want to do the best that we can that we have God in our lives to make him feel comfortable. Our job is to abide and rest and dwell and just allow God to have his, his way in our lives. As we do this, we start to, we start to un, unlock the flow of our source so that he can continue to supply what we need to get our job done in the earth. Can I have an amen? He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. He says, neither can you unless you abide in me. And so this tells me that as I'm walking with God, I can never think that I'm the source of my success. Whoo, this is a big one. Well, if I, if I just do this, and if I learn this, and if I do this, and I do that, and then did I'll do it. And what happens to us is we lose out on the fact that, that when it comes to er- anything in life, God is the source and the sustainer of everything. If God retracted his word, all of us would disintegrate right now in this room. He said he upholds all things by the word of his power. That means that all your, your cells and molecules and, and everything is all wrapped up and it's, it's clinging together because of his word. It's upheld by the word of his power. He, to, he gave the sea a decree that it cannot cross that line unless he says... So what happens for us is we have to get in our mind that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all that. God is the one that's sustaining us. Well, it's the same thing. He is my source. He is our source. He is our supply. He is our supplier. Well, what happens is when we get that revelation, it keeps us in a place of of dependence. And then we start to value interdependence. Because what happens is, when we start thinking we can do it on our own, that's when we start getting lifted up with pride. Isn't that what happened to you, devil? He starts getting lifted up with pride because he's built and God created him. And he was beautiful. Pipes and instruments and and beauty and splendor. God made him just a radiant, I mean, just beautiful creature. God made him. And he's looking up and he starts to see God's splendor and glory. And instead of just being grateful for how God created him, he starts looking at God's position. 
And then the Bible says that iniquity was found in him. He started getting lifted up with pride and arrogance. Then he drew a third of the angels, and then God kicked him out of heaven. We know the whole story. And then now he runs around, and he's, he's trying to be like God. But there's only one Jehovah. Can I have an amen, y'all? There's only one king, eternal, immortal. There's only one omnipotent one, omniscient one, omnipresent one. There's only one. And what happens is now, and so now, he, that same characteristic that, that the devil has, that Satan has, he wants it to be revealed in all of our lives. I don't need God. I can handle this. I'm good. I just go get my education. I got everything. I got my whole life planned out. I'm going to be good if I just do all these things. I don't need to, I don't need to pray. I don't need to seek God. I can do it. And then what happens is people get lifted up with pride and we forget that without him, we can do nothing. And you, what you're doing at the end of the day, what you and I do, if we're not doing it as connected to the source, is worthless. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.